everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today has a lot to talk about. There's just so much going on that it's just incredible. That how can we not talk about the issues that matter? There's just so much stuff that I'm beginning to wonder what on earth gives. Today is the 21st day of September. That means fall starts Wednesday, (laughs) but I've already put up my fall decorations because I feel like that we need to get to the place where we try to be normal. Like, how can we not try to be normal? Because there's just so much stuff going on. I mean, over the weekend, we learned that Justice Ginsburg died on Friday night and the Republican-led Senate and the Republican president are in a rush to confirm a SCOTUS nominee. Meanwhile, you and I are worried about buying flour, buying sugar, buying bread, and getting supplies of meat in the stores and bacon. I went to the grocery store yesterday and I couldn't find bacon. I had to drive to a whole other place to find bacon on the shelves. I had to drive somewhere else. It's like nowadays going shopping is a hop, skip, and a jump. You might get some things here, you might get some things there. You can't find disinfectant to kill you. I mean, like, even stuff as simple as glass cleaner. You remember glass cleaner? We used to just buy that and just have it, like, to clean the mirrors in your house and the windows and stuff. But glass cleaner was never a big deal. You can't even find glass cleaner on the shelves. You can't find spray disinfectant on the shelves. If And, and Target has this thing since, I think it was since August 1st, that you can only buy one bottle of disinfectant per person, one bottle of bleach per person. Sometimes you can't even get bleach to buy. But the Republicans in Washington are worried about appointing a SCOTUS nominee. I think we all should take to the streets at this point and just say enough is enough. Enough of the tomfoolery. Enough of the fact that you are ignorant to the needs of the American people and worried about your legacy, worried about appointing a justice to the Supreme Court, another person of privilege and another white privileged person who is going to lord it over people of color. First of all, the Supreme Court isn't even relevant to us because there's nobody. How many justices are on the court? Two. One is is Latino and one is black. The rest of them are all white. The country is no longer six to seven percent white, but you continue to appoint white justices and you expect me to accept this. You're ramming it down my throat and expect me to accept it. When I go to Target and I go to Walmart and I go to Kroger to buy food, I can't get the supplies I need. I have to go to Target and Walmart and Kroger all in the same day to get all the stuff that I normally would get in one place. So if I shop at a super center, I would get everything I need in one place. Instead, now I have to hop, skip and jump and go as far and drive around wherever my instincts tell me to see if I can find disinfectant, to see if I can find bleach, to see if I can find my meats and my groceries so I can take care of my family. People can't get their medical supplies because supply chains are disrupted. But instead of worrying about taking care and assuaging the grief, assuaging the grief of Americans, survivors of Americans who have been killed, you're worried about a SCOTUS nominee. Instead of making sure another 200,000 Americans don't die, you're worried about a SCOTUS nominee. You're you're not worried about even your own supporters in Idaho and Iowa for whom the USPS can't deliver their medical supplies. 
Man, let me get into this. So, at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the first things that occurred to most of us was that we are going to have a food supply shortage. Remember when all the borders were shut down? My first thinking was not just the movement of people, but the movement of goods and services. See, when I before I dropped out of college, in, in full transparency, one of the courses that <laughs> I did was a course in economics. I loved economics. I had no idea how much I would love economics. I actually enjoyed it. And one of the first things, one of the subjects you think about is the movement of goods and services, gross national product, gross deep, uh, domestic product. So in, in talking about that, it came back to mind when the pandemic shut down that, wait, if they shut the borders down, then how are goods and services going to traverse the borders? What happened during the pandemic was that goods and services were shut down. Check this out. The coronavirus pandemic is still disrupting the supply chain. The coronavirus pandemic has brought supply chains to the forefront, whereas previously many were accustomed to it running unseen in the background of everyday life. But for supply chain leaders, the pandemic has shifted focus from business as usual to crisis management and planning for more robust supply chains in the future. I can't even begin to tell you how important that is because in in my conversations with people who move goods and services across the country, something has glaringly been brought to life. Uh, recently, I needed something to, to repair something in my house and I went to Home Depot and it became, after a while, I'm like, Home Depot is usually very reliable. So I went and, you know, they said they don't have it available, but I should buy it online. And then when I even, I said, but why can't I just go to another Home Depot and pick it up and walk out the store with it? And they said, the the person came over and he said, ma'am, it's not us, but please hear us out. And he began to tell me the story that literally on a Saturday made my hair curl. It was in the summer. It was in August. It literally made my hair curl. He said, what you don't understand is that the trucks that normally deliver supplies to places like Home Depot and other suppliers have been diverted to transport food and medical supplies across the country. He said, because of the pandemic, all supply chains have been disrupted. It's no longer business as usual. He said, what you're seeing on the shelves is what our warehouses have. When that runs out, only God knows if we'll be able to resume supplying as usual. He said, in the past, you never had a problem buying anything from Home Depot. And I'm like, no, I just drive up to Home Depot and whatever I want, it's on the shelf. Boom, if they don't have it, another store within the area would have it, that kind of thing. He said, well, that is what is happening. He said, they don't want us to want you to know, but there is a problem with delivering food and medical supplies across the country. I was so disturbed. I literally came home and sat down and I said, all right, I figured something is going to happen. I went into my storage and I looked at how many bottles of bleach, (laughs) how many bottles of disinfectant spray. I don't have enough because even though I started out the pandemic, stocking up I use disinfectant spray every day everybody uses disinfectant spray in your house you can't get it to buy so when I looked at my supplies I said it's time for us to split up and go to different stores we went to a target shelves are empty they had like about 10 bottles of bleach 10 gallon you know 10 get one gallon bottles of bleach one of the targets we went to 
And Bleach has uh, appreciated, so I'll talk about that in a separate thing, how the supply chain is so disrupted that goods and services have increased exponentially in a way that we haven't seen before. Meanwhile, politicians are pontificating and postulating about how much they should hold fast and quickly. They should appoint a nominee. Are you kidding me? Get a life. Like seriously, people are hungry. There are food shortages in America. Why should I go to a grocery store and can't find bacon on the shelf? And I have to drive around to find bacon on the shelf. That should not happen. Why do I have to worry about whether I'm gonna run out of toilet paper or paper towel? I shouldn't have to worry about that. I'm about to stock my basement so high that when you walk in there, all you can see is paper. I kid you not, that's where we're headed. Because I don't know what's going to happen in the next 43 days before the election. I don't know if they're not going to shut the country down. It seems like they will do anything to hold on to power. Meanwhile, there's a shortage of medical supplies. Why am I being given a restriction on how much I can buy uh, painkillers? I've never had that restriction before. I used to just go into any pharmacy and pick up as many painkillers as I want. I want 10 bottles of ibuprofen. That's my business. If I want 10 bottles of acetaminophen, that's my business. Why am I being given a limit on how much I can buy? Note to self, I need to go re-up my vitamins. No, I'm serious. I'm 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 not kidding here. Supply chains all over the country have been disrupted as a result of the pandemic. Part of the problem is that, let's just, let me just introduce it right now. Part of the problem is that, is guess what? We relied on China heavily. China is 6,000 miles away way across the ocean, way around the other side of the world. We relied on China, on the manufacturing of our goods in China. China assured the whole world that it has the logistics in place, that it can deliver goods quickly within time frames. Well, when the whole world shut down, nothing was getting delivered because we didn't want to transport the coronavirus all over the place. So now we're looking at it like that really does not make sense to have all our goods come from one place. This is why the North American Free Trade Agreement was important, but Donald Trump in his wisdom, in his collective wisdom, disbanded that because he wanted to put his name on something and upset it everybody. It never made any sense for all our goods and services to come from one place. We need to have a place in the Americas, right here on this side of the world, where we manufacture our goods. South America is, is, is a drive away. If you really want to think about it, you can drive through Mexico, Honduras, Nicaragua to get to uh, Colombia and Brazil, if you want to think about it. We can do that. We need to start looking at ways in which we have manufacturing sectors in the Americas so that we don't run out. Either you're going to put it in Canada or you're going to put it south of the border. But it makes more sense to have a backup plan in case something like this happens in the future because this is teaching us a lesson that you can't have all of your eggs in one basket. Much in the same way it has taught us all a lesson, you can't have one job. So if we're working from home, we all need to get busy and are running multiple screens all at the same time and doing two jobs because you just never know. It has also taught us a lesson, don't live in rented apartments and pay $2,500 a month. Go find some house way out yonder and pay $800 or $900 on a mortgage. You're way better off than paying $2,500 in rental. Do I have a witness? Do you see what I'm saying? The pandemic has taught us some useful lessons. 
if you buy a house, chances are you can have a storage space where you can store up some goods and services. If you can't keep water for long, you can keep some canned goods. You can also store up paper products and laundry detergent. If, if we, In other words, what I'm saying is the supply chain is so integral to our modern way of life that if we're not getting goods and services delivered, how are we to continue to disinfect ourselves, feed our bodies and cleanse our bodies and clean our homes to keep viruses like the coronavirus away? If we don't have disinfecting spray to spray the air because coronavirus is transmitted through the air, then how are we going to live? I ran out of disinfecting spray because I spray the house, spray the air in my house every night when everybody goes to bed. I spray the doors and spray the entrances and, and spray the place out so that even if the virus comes in, it's not going to live. I use bleach to clean my floors, to clean the cupboards. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes my kids used to laugh at me before the pandemic, how they would come home and the house would smell of bleach. They stopped laughing when the pandemic happened. If they came home and the place didn't smell of bleach, they're like, what up today? You didn't clean? <laughs> What's with the lack of bleach smell? Now, when they come home and smell it, they're like, thank you, Jesus. Do you see what I'm talking about? But in the meantime, instead of worrying about what is important to Americans, like getting food to buy, getting cleaning supplies and medical supplies delivered to them via the USPS, politicians in Washington are worried about appointing a Supreme Court justice. SCOTUS so white is what I'm talking about. The Supreme Court is white. It's whiter than the rest of the country. But you're rushing to appoint somebody who is white to go lord it over to make sure that the police still have qualified immunity so they can kill more people like Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Rayshard Brooks and Daniel Perdue and Elijah McCain. Yeah! All good, isn't it? Make sure that you continue to have a supply chain. That does not meet the needs of Americans because right now food shortages exist. I live in an urban area. If I can see where food supplies and shortages exist, what about the people in rural America? They're probably not getting anything. The supply chains that would deliver to those areas is being minimized. They're seeing fewer and fewer delivery trucks. I've never had to walk into a Target and wonder why I can't find glass cleaner. I've never had to walk into a Walmart and wonder why I can't find bleach or paper products. I've never had to walk into any kind of Kroger and wonder where is the grocery on the shelf or try to get to the grocery store at a certain time because maybe that's the time they unpack the groceries early in the morning. Why am I strategizing? I live in America. That has never been my experience. But why is it suddenly my experience? Meanwhile, you're worried about stacking the Supreme Court to make it even more white than it is? Man, you can tell I'm upset at it. Yes, the hell I am. It is an outrage. The government does not care about the people. And there are some parts of the people, the base instincts of the people, who are racist. That's what this government is appealing to. And they're sitting there forgetting that you live in rural America in the first place. You're not getting jack. Nothing is happening for you. If, if we can't get it in urban and suburban areas, you're not going to get it. The USPS is practically shut down. I hardly get any mail anymore. Barely. It's a good thing most of my major bills are done online. Hardly get anything delivered anymore. You order stuff from Amazon and then within a while they shut it down. Or you order from any other retailer. And then they tell you after a while that they can't deliver. 
ordered stuff from Victoria's Secret and then they had to call you three weeks later and cancel the order because they can't deliver it. They've run out or their supply chains are so disrupted they don't have any supplies in their warehouses to deliver. These are the issues when it comes right down to it. This is bare bones, bread and butter, brick and mortar right here. And the government is absent and worried about stacking the Supreme Court that is already very white. Why should we worry about that? Why is the Supreme Court majority white in the first place when the country is no longer majority white? These are issues that we must address, the inequities in the system. Why should we continue to support that when black people are being killed in the streets? Like, why do I have to worry about if I walk out in the street, I have a target on my back that says B because I'm black. Why should my children have to worry about being pulled over? These are the issues. And I'm not going to stop talking about it because somebody has to stand up and talk about it. I see the debates raging on CNN about appointing a, a, a SCOTUS and the people who are talking about it are white. First of all, they're all white. The anchors are all white. The people whom they're talking to are all white. And I'm like, you all miss the fundamental issue. The SCOTUS appointees do not reflect the majority of Americans right now. You are missing the issue because supply chains are disrupted all over the country. That supply chains that normally would deliver goods and services have to be diverted to ensure that we don't really run out of food. But we are. You've been in a grocery store lately? Why the bread distribution looks so short? Bread. Like I used to go into a grocery store a few weeks ago when it was Labor Day. And before that, July 4th. I never had a problem finding hamburger buns or hot dog buns. I mean, it's just something, okay, it's going to be, you're going to do some hamburgers. Let's go get some buns. Right now, I have loaves of bread stacked up in my freezer, in my deep freezer. Yes, I do. Don't tell anybody I said so. For the first time, I found myself stocking up my freezer. I did. My freezer is stocked to the brim. I don't touch it. It has every kind of meat in there because I don't know what kind of food uncertainty and food insecurity is that yes i'm confessing that i'm worried about the distribution of food and goods and services i'm worried that we have a coin shortage that i don't know if we're going to have cash on hand so i am hoarding every penny that i have like i have coins you know all of us need to just come clean and empty all your purses and empty all your coins but you know what nobody's going to take it anywhere to the bank everybody is holding on to their coins as you should because we don't know what's going to happen how did we put all our eggs in one basket you know how because a group of white people who control the economy a group of white people who run everything got together and thought they knew the answer so they were going to dump everything on china and say china needs to produce goods and services because they have cheap labor take advantage of poor people in china to produce cheap products And then here comes the pandemic and the people who were making decisions in this country did not think it through that when you were shutting down the borders, you didn't think about the goods and services that were on the high seas that were on their way, goods and services such as bleach, goods and services such as laundry detergent, goods and services like hand wash soap, goods and services like detergent to run your dishwasher, the detergent that washes dishes. 
the supplies that our parents and grandparents need who are in nursing homes. The PPE equipment, nobody thought that through. Nobody thought about that. People like me, we still want to go shopping online, so we want to buy stuff from Victoria's Secret. You want to know how jacked this is? There's a particular type of tea that I enjoy. It's chai tea. Chai is the Swahili word for tea. Yes, we know that. But I like a particular brand, right? I'm not going to say because I don't want you all to go buy it out because it's sold out, right? It's vanilla chai. I like that flavor, right? So when... I used to buy it at Dunkin' Donuts, you know, in your commute in the mornings and stuff like that. And during the summer, you'd buy it ice cold. Okay. Well, when the pandemic happened and you couldn't go out, I said, well, I can make it at home. So www.amazon.com and found it and started ordering because I couldn't find it in the grocery store. Guess what? It's now out of stock. Not only is it out of stock, the price doubled. It used to be $4 for a little can like this. No, pre-pandemic, I said, heck no, I'm not paying $4 for that. But it was the pandemic, you wanted it. $4 for this. That same size is now for $8. How the supply chain has quadrupled the price of stuff. A gallon of bleach. A gallon of Clorox bleach used to be $3.5. That same gallon of Clorox bleach at Target is now $6.29 a month ago. The smaller bottles of bleach, you could go to uh, Walmart and buy the the, the Walmart brand. Or if you go to Target or whatever your favorite retailer is and you'd buy their brand, it would be half the price. You can't find it. No, they're selling bleach in some little bottles like this. And I'm like, what purpose does that serve? It has like two ounces in it and it costs you $2.94. Meanwhile, Mitch McConnell and President Trump are in Washington acting as if they're running over America that is within two miles of the White House. They're not thinking about people in Virginia and in rural Virginia and in West Virginia and people in Maryland and rural Maryland. They're only thinking about the people within a two-mile radius of the White House. The people who live in McLean, Virginia, who are so wealthy, I guess supply chains in their areas are not disrupted, so they don't know what it's like. Welcome to my part of town, where we have to drive miles and miles to go find stuff. Because sometimes it's at this store, but then it's not consistent, so you have to go to another store. I have, my sister lives in, 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 uh, in, in Maryland. I'm not going to say which town, right? And she, they have a problem in finding stuff, cleaning stuff. So I said, well, what I found during the pandemic was I had to go through the non-traditional stores like the Dollar General and the Dollar Stores sometimes to find cleaning supplies. So here's my shopping trip. I'm going to the regular store. I have to figure out and ask the staff questions. When do the supply trucks come so I can get them as soon as they they drop the pallets down? Then I found out that the, the other stores, like the, non, the, the non-traditional stores that you would normally go to, the Dollar Stores and the Dollar General, I mean, we all go to dollar stores to buy stuff for our birthday party. You know, the decorations for our birthday party, that was it. It never occurred to you to go to the dollar store to look for stuff like toothpaste or disinfectant spray. But guess what? I found in the beginning of the pandemic that they had it. Good Lord. <laughs> we'll determine his pull. Yes, you're, you're true. You're true. Being brought from pressing forward with a nominee. That is Letitia James, slam dunk winner, 
right? I, I, I'm sorry. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I'm with you. Do you see what I'm saying? How are, are they so... He's so worried. And you're right. I've, I've thought that was the answer. But I want to draw attention to the fact that while he's worried about holding on to power and the consumption of power, people are dying. People are without food on the West Coast right now. On the West Coast of these United States, people do not have access to clean air. The air is filled with smoke. The government isn't talking about that. Because as he said, he's only president of red states. So I want to know, the people who work for the government, like the FBI, the Secret Service, I don't imagine that they're all red. And they all live in red states. I, I'm beginning to wonder, how do they think? What about the people in the military who come from blue states? I wonder how they feel to hear their president say he's only president of the people in the red states. So the people who do deliver food and supplies to Idaho who may not be red state inclined, what should they do? Should they deliver food and supplies to red states because they come from a blue state? What kind of tomfoolery is that? And you listen to the talking heads on TV and they're not, it doesn't concern them. People, wake up. You don't see it. It is happening right on our watch. Wake up. They don't care. The people on TV are part of the 2%. They have huge contracts that pay them two, $3 million a year. So they're way out of me and you tax brackets, tax brackets. So they don't, their concerns are not our concerns. They were worried about schools reopening, but they have, they can get a tutor to teach their kids from home. So schools opening or not didn't bother them because they could afford for people to stay home with their kids while they went on TV and talked. The lowest salary of anybody there is more than $400,000. When they say they're not making money, they're making like $400,000 compared to what other people are making in their contract of one to two, three to, to three million. I kid you not. And that's the base, by the way. Some of them make in excess of 10 million. I kid you not. NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, Fox, all of them. Sean Hannity makes 40-something million dollars a year. How do you expect them to find what we're talking about here relatable? They call up somebody and stuff gets delivered. You and I have to go www. to go, or like in my case, drive to different places. And that is the experience with a lot of people. Now that people are going back to work, they're going shopping in the areas where they work and driving around because sometimes you don't get it in your neighborhood. Sometimes you find that it's in another na neighboring store, a neighboring town. So what's going to be next, y'all? Gas? It's going to be uh, Thanksgiving in a few. I can't even get to enjoy my seasons. I used to love Halloween and enjoy going through, you know, matriculating through the seasons. How is that going to work out? I'm telling you all, do it anyway. Put up your fall decorations. Put up your Thanksgiving decorations. Go get your turkey, your ham, or whatever it is that you eat. Do it just the same. Because we're in for a rough ride. Because they do not care. What they care about is power and the appearance of power. And coming on TV so they can go boast to their friends how important they sound and how important and intrinsic and essential they are to the everyday discourse. You all need to take a hike. 
in the meantime, food is getting short on America's shelves. Medical supplies, how is it? Ladies and gentlemen, tell me, how is it that I am going to go to the grocery store and they're going to regulate how many painkillers I can buy? There are three of us in my household and we are female. And we have cramps and headaches. So on a monthly basis, how many ibuprofen do you think we take for the cramps and the headaches? And you're going to tell me I can only get one bottle with 25 in it. Hello, somebody. It made me, I, I, I kid you not, when it started happening, it made me go through my medicine cabinet. And I'm like, okay, everybody's assignment is to go to that one and buy a bottle. Go to that one. I'm, I kid you not. In much the same way, I found myself approaching how I bought bleach. Like I keep a regular check on how many gallons of bleach I have. I keep a check on how many gallons of, of, of laundry detergent I have. I look under my kitchen sink like I've never looked under it before. How many bottles of dishwashing liquid and dishwasher dishwasher soap I have. Like I check that stuff. Like why? Meanwhile, politicians are pontificating and postulating. There is no life outside of the two mile square square mile outside of the White House. That's all that matters. You're worried about a Supreme Court nominee. Who is white? Is she going to vote on issues such as no-knock warrants that caused the death of Breonna Taylor? Is she going to vote on holding public police officers accountable publicly for killing black people in the streets? Is she going to repeal Obamacare with people who have pre-existing conditions? Trump wanted to repeal it but did not have a credible plan. Because in, as he said, we're all suckers and losers. To his mind, if you are not rich and you don't have money, you're a sucker and a loser. He forgot that when he started his business, his father gave him $11 million, not a million and not a loan. His father gave him $11 million to go jerk off with it. And that's exactly what he did. He ran through it. Then his father gave him more money and more money and more money. So of course he's going to think we're suckers and losers because we don't have parents who can just give us $11 million. How did you, I want to ask all of you who live in the red state, how did you all elect a man like that? You live on a farm. You have generations of farmers in your blood. How did you think that somebody who was given $11 million to start a business was going to side with you? Seriously? Jeff Bezos is now richer than Donald Trump could ever be. Jeff Bezos' family, his parents gave him a loan of $239,000. $239,000 to start Amazon. <laughs> Donald Trump was given $11 million to start the Trump organization. $11 million. The same man whom you tout how could you think he could stand with you and he never worked a day in his life? The guy claims to be a billionaire. We can't see the tax returns to prove it. So we don't know for sure. But all his life, he has lived it out loud in front of us. So we're going to say, well, if he says it is, he's been a reality show star. He has NBC on dial. 
1-800-NBC.com. He and the president of NBC are good friends. They're all in it together. NBC has made billed $2 billion on the Donald Trump from advertisements because everything Trump says is a soundbite. They make a big deal about it. Do you see they're all in it together and we're not? In that discourse and in that scenario I just described, where you and I fit in? That's a question I want to ask the red states. While you are out there not wearing masks, where's your health care that is going to take care of you when you contract COVID? You're all jumping tough and uh, you are this for Trump and women for Trump and voices for Trump and this for Trump and that for Trump. When you contract COVID, who is going to take care of you? Where's your health care? The first thing that they're going to do under this new appointee is repeal Obamacare. Again, where is your health care to take care of you and your loved ones? You don't see that the deck is stacked against us and we just sat back and let it happen. The deck is totally stacked against us. Who from among us is represented on the Supreme Court? Who from among us is represented anywhere? You know, I have, I, 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 have, uh, I have friends everywhere. Recently, I had a conversation with someone who is a college professor. She's an adjunct professor at a college. And I was distressed to know that, do you know that in the cutting of college budgets, professors like her, adjunct or tenured, are having the most difficult time finding work? Did you know that? That classes have been cut? not just during summer terms, but during the school year. Their salaries have been reduced. So college professors are in the mix searching for jobs. One woman I spoke to literally worked as a gardener during the summer. She's a whole, she's not a doctoral candidate. She has a doctoral degree in education and she worked for $12 an hour. And she's white. She worked for $12 an hour during the summer. That's the reality. And they're not talking about it because they couldn't believe that it could happen to them. Meanwhile, you and I are like, well, it started with us. So we were always at the bottom of the pile, so we got it first. <laughs> My brother here is lighting it up. Uh-huh. Stating in online chats that this is an election of two evils and we should leave. Let me tell you something. My brother, do you see what I'm saying? We have never, ever seen, so. it is right in our faces, right before us, and we're asleep at the switch. Wake up, demand change. Not just during this election, you must go out and vote, but after the election, do not sit back on your laurels. Advocate and demand change because the landscape has shifted. We, we don't have the power. The talking heads on TV have the power. The people who are white have the power and they continue to make sure the power stays within their caucus and they determine the policies by which we live. How is it that you go to school and have a whole doctoral degree and you end up working $12 an hour as a gardener? You still have to pay back those fees. How? Tell me, how? In which America was that equitable and possible? Did you think that that could ever happen to you? No. Especially if you're white, you thought it could never happen to you. Just like the people in rural America right now. 
in all the red states who never thought that they wouldn't get their diabetic medication, that they wouldn't get their their insulin, that they wouldn't get their blood pressure medication delivered by the USPS. They never thought that there would come a time when their social security checks would not arrive on the first or the third. Never thought stuff like that. Never ever thought that that could ever happen. The great United States that they're so proud of. Well, you elected someone who doesn't sound like you. He thinks you're a loser and he thinks you're a sucker because you don't have money. And he practices it every day. He invites you to an event where you're not required to wear masks. But when they ask him why, he said, well, he's far from the people. He's on a stage far away, so he's not coming in contact with the people. You're still going to do that? That's an outrage. That doesn't sound like he cares. If he does, let me ask you this. You're all from red states. If he doesn't care about you and you are the same color as he is, you think he's going to care about me? Do you see what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. How is it that the FBI has to come out and say that Russia is going to interfere in the election and the president doesn't think that's a national security issue? The FBI has to break ranks with the government that it is sworn to protect and serve. But they're like, we, we, we're going to serve the American people. That's our priority. We're going to protect the public. And shout out to you, all of you at the FBI. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to you all. Because you know why I'm saying that? It was the FBI who first alerted us to go get masks and hand sanitizers. Remember? In February, I still have the post on my Instagram page and my Twitter page. When the FBI said they ordered 40,000 PPE, 40,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. And I said, what do they know that we don't know? That was the wake-up call. So shout out to them. Because that's what made everybody jump on Amazon and went and ordered masks and stuff. I saw somebody walking around yesterday in the grocery store in a face mask. And I'm like, in a face uh, shield. And I'm like, don't just wear a face shield. You still need the mask to cover your nose. Because the air is still getting under your face shield. Do you see what I'm saying? The air is still going to get under your face shield. So put on a mask and a face shield. Because the coronavirus is distributed by air. Which says that, guess what? When we go home, what are we supposed to do? We should all wash our hair and wash our bodies. Maybe we, but it's going to be cold in a few. Because I was going to say, just stand outside and that just holds you down. But that's not practical because it's going to be cold in just a few moments. And if just a few days... And then the water is going to freeze, literally. How did we get to this point? And how are we allowing politicians to run away with our country? That they're making decisions that gives them an advantage. It is simply advantageous to them, but is detrimental when it's delivered to you and I. I kid you not, at any moment now, I expect them to come knocking on my door and telling me that I don't have a right to say what I want to say. That's the America that I fear we will ever get to. These are things to times to sit down and consider. Why are we appointing another white Supreme Court justice? Why? 
I don't want to see who is going to protect me from qualified immunity. Who is going to protect me so that I don't get pulled over by the police and they throw me down on the ground and beat me to a pulp so that I'm unrecognizable when I'm delivered to my family. Another white Supreme Court justice is going to rule on Obamacare, on folks with pre-existing. So all these folks out here, all these families, I don't want to think about it, but all these families who have children, who are autistic and who have disabled children and who have to take care of them, what's going to happen to those pre-existing conditions? What about people who are diagnosed with cancer? What's going to happen to their health care? You're going, because it doesn't affect you because you live in McLean, Virginia. And you live within a four mile square mile of the White House. Therefore, those policies don't affect you. I shouldn't say four, two, because the rest of it would be DC. Maybe DC ought to get statehood so that they can appoint senators and they can have, have justices who at least sound like how most Americans look like and sound like today. What is the story here? What is the story here when politicians think they can run amok and they can run the gamut of making decisions without input from the people? I thought this was government of the people, by the people, and for the people. I was watching CNN this morning and a senator who was chairman of the, 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 the Democratic, uh, the Judiciary Committee. And he said that even Abraham Lincoln refused to appoint a Supreme Court justice in an election year because he wanted to wait for the integrity of the election. These people today, all they're consumed about is power and the consumption and absorption of power. I believe it was George Orwell who said, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely, we cannot give everybody all the power. We cannot let power be confined into the hands of the few. We are paying for it. Because the people who are close to the power, the talking heads on TV, they're just as powerful as the senators and the people who work for the White House. They're just as powerful. They're close to the power. So they derive the benefits of being close to the power. Meanwhile, you and I are sitting ducks. You don't believe me? Look at the disparities in New York City, in Manhattan. Most of the people who occupied the condos in New York City, when the coronavirus happened, they decamped and went to their country estates in Florida and in other parts of Connecticut and New Jersey and upstate New York. What happened to the poor people who lived had to take the trains and the subways, the essential workers who had to go to work nonetheless? They didn't have the upward mobility to move forward or to move out. They didn't have that. They were stuck with the coronavirus and had to pray God that it didn't wipe them all out. Are you seeing what I'm saying? The disparities are getting wider and wider and wider due to taxation, due to public policies that have come to the intersection of people's lives. We no longer have the power to make changes. They're now in in a few, we won't have the power to vote. It will be so subtle, you won't even see it. Mitch McConnell is going to try that move next. You all need to wake up. You can't rely on this and that. The Democrats are a joke right now. Senator Chuck Schumer, they're wimps. How come they haven't tackled Donald Trump on the foolishness he's going through? How come they haven't taken on 
They're just standing in a corner like if we have this intellectual discussion, this will happen. It's the same foolishness they did in 2016. How come you don't call them out on the foolishness? Donald Trump does what he wants, says what he wants, and lies to the American people right to our faces. How come Chuck Schumer and the Democrats don't stand up? At least you have the truth on your side. Stand up and say something. Jesus, take the wheel. Will you, bro? Some days all you can do is just look up and say, Jesus, take the wheel. Working through the imperfect men and imperfect systems that we have. It ain't working, bro. It ain't working. There's too much at stake. The rest of us are being held hostage by a group of maybe 200 people all together. Think about that. Because the people in the house don't have the power. They don't have any power. If they had power, things would have changed. It's the people in the Senate and the people who work around the president who have the power. So maybe 200 people tops hold 323 million people hostage. Why am I going to worry about a white, another white appointee to the Supreme Court? Think about that. Why should I worry about that? Why should that be of concern to me? They're not going to overturn qualified immunity. They're not going to prevent the police from killing black men and women in the streets. Since 2015, 250 women have been shot and killed by the police. Since 2015, I'm still having triggers from thinking about that. I can't even revisit that on my podcast. I can't revisit it because it is mind-blowing in five years. 250 women have been shot. There's no outrage about that. Where is Senator Mitch McConnell? Where is Chuck Schumer? Where are you all when this kind of outrage is taking place? You don't even have enough outrage against the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. You're, they're not even, the Republicans are not even afraid of y'all because you won't even say anything. My God. Right now, we have a food supply shortage. I, listen to me, I can't believe that I'm saying those words about America, in America, while I'm living. I can't believe it. I can't believe this could ever happen, but it is. I have to accept when I go to the grocery stores that it's been seven months that I'm seeing sparse shelves. And I'm like, we should have fixed that. That I, I thought it was a two week, three week, four week thing. It should never have happened in the first place. But I have to accept that it's a factor of life. That even in the frozen food section that you could have picked, I don't buy it, but it's still there for some people. That's what they can do because they can go to the grocery stores frequently. They're older during winter and so on. So they buy a lot of frozen foods to have food on hand. I like my fresh food. I like to cook everything. Right? <laughs> From scratch. Right? I can't believe that we have a shortage of bleach, y'all. Common thing like household bleach. A common thing like disinfectant spray, a common thing like disinfectant cleaner to spray down the surfaces in your house. Glass cleaner is short. You know what got me yesterday? You know the little things? Well, you guys would know because your wives and girlfriends and the women in your family clean the toilet bowls. You know we can't find toilet bowl cleaner? The thing that got to me yesterday, I I liked 
when I flush the toilet, it's blue. I like to see that in my toilet. So the little bowl stuff that you put in the tank and when you flush it, it's blue, it cleans it and freshens the bowl at the same time. You know, there's a shortage of that. No, maybe rich people don't clean their toilets. So they send their, their housekeepers to buy stuff. So maybe they've always had stuff. Maybe they have a whole different supply chain. So the talking heads on TV and the 200 people who are the microcosm of the, the, the structure, the power structure. Maybe that's not an issue for them. But for me and millions, 300 other, 320 million of us, it is a problem. If we're feeling it right now, how do you think the people in Idaho, Iowa, Nebraska, North and South Dakota are feeling? Montana, Wyoming, do I need to go on? How are they getting their supplies? In rural Texas, Nevada, New Mexico, how are they getting their supplies? In rural Michigan? They can't find it to deliver into the suburban areas and the outlying urban areas, the, out, the urban areas and the outlying suburban areas around major metropolitan. How are they going to find it to deliver it up north, y'all? Talk about deep state. This is the reality. <laughs> instead of worrying about the public policies such as NAFTA, instead of making plans going forward that if the world has another virus like this, we are not all dependent on stuff coming from China. I don't hate China. I feel sorry for them because this president doesn't like them. And it's ethnic and it's racist. It's it's not right. No American president should ever take a stand like that. It looks bad. But think about it. Why did we put all our eggs in one basket? That's a colossus failure of successive presidents. Yes. Because nobody thought that this could happen. Everybody was blinded by their money, how much money they were making. Everybody got their payoff. And to hell with the mess. That's what you need to understand. That's it. Now you know the truth. To hell with y'all. To hell with the masses. They never cared about us. It was always about them holding on to as much power as they can to enact policies that benefit them because invariably, they're not going to be impacted by public policy because they can always call someone to move that policy out of the way. So here we go. What are you going to do about it? That's up to you. My name is Harry Kimmick. Thank you so much for your contribution to my broadcast this morning. Go to my page on Apple. I'm sorry, on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever your favorite podcast platform is, as well as visit my website, harrykimmick.com, for more information on the products and the shows that we have. Thank you so much, everybody. It's Monday, the 21st of September. Fall is around the corner. Put your fall stuff out. Go get your pumpkin put it all out. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed.